At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Tuesday, April 25th edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you on what is a very busy Tuesday around Major League Baseball. All 30 teams in action, 15 games, and a little bit of a late start for me here today because of the Will Levis and Reddit thing that kind of took over the sports betting landscape with a lot of line movement on Levis to possibly be the number one overall pick. You can read about that over at vcin.com, but that did slow me down a bit for today. So a little bit of a late posting for the article podcast coming out a little bit late as well. So we're going to keep it short and sweet here today to turn this thing around quickly before the games get underway. But real quick before I do that, NFL draft coverage over at vcin.com, plenty for the NBA and NHL playoffs. Obviously, you know about Hardwood Handicappers, our NBA betting podcast, our hockey betting podcast, the stuff that Josh Applebaum does, GM Shuffle with Femi Abefefe and Michael Lombardi. Check out all of our podcast content and uh, throw it all a five-star review if you get the opportunity to do that. Throw VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets a five-star review if you don't mind. And quite frankly, if you got through all 42-ish minutes of Monday's show, Give yourself a five-star review, a pat on the back, a gold star, whatever it is you want to give yourself. Thank you so much for navigating through the show, uh, for reaching out with positive feedback, kind words, all of that. I very, very much appreciate it. All right, so let's take a look at really, I'm just going to talk pretty much about this entire Tuesday card, I think, here. But I do want to talk about one concept overall that I think is really important to discuss, and it's... You know, look, we've got four or five starts now for a lot of these guys. I guess most of them four. We're coming around on the fifth starts now. But I think it's really important to take a look at how guys have changed from one season to the next. And this is a really important thing that I take a look at because a lot of times people will look back at the previous year's numbers, see improved numbers for this year and think, oh, it's just variance. Oh, it's just a small sample size thing. Oh, he's faced some bad teams, something like that. But a lot of times when pitchers improve, it's because they've changed something. Maybe they've added velocity. 
that's something that definitely happens out there and will happen if you go from one team to another. And of course, you know, if you're a free agent or you're acquired in a trade, something like that, there's a reason why a team wanted you, right? They saw something in your profile that they either liked, felt like they could work with. You know, there's a lot of people involved in the process when you trade, draft, sign a player, stuff like that. There are a lot of people that are involved in that decision-making process. And typically, you know, they see something that other teams don't see. They see something where they feel like they can kind of make an improvement at the margins. And we know that the smart teams are really good at doing it. The Rays, the Guardians, the Dodgers, the Giants, uh, the Twins, you know, these smart teams that are out there. But I think a lot of times people that are handicapping baseball don't dig deep enough to look at the substantive changes that a pitcher has made. And for example, I'll give you one who's on the card here for today, and that's Joe Ryan, who's getting the start here for the Twins. Uh, that's against Nestor Cortez and the Yankees. And uh, in fact, seeing you know a, a decent amount of movement uh, here late uh, with the Twins getting a little bit of love in that game. But Joe Ryan is a guy who added a splitter this year. That is a new pitch for him, and it's been a pretty big separator. A guy who was supposed to pitch today, Logan Gilbert of the Mariners, he too added a splitter. Went from a changeup to a splitter to, to complement his fastball and his slider. And there are guys that are doing this around Major League Baseball where they're adding pitches, subtracting pitches, or maybe it's just simply a usage change. You know, you take a look at a guy like Jacob Junis, who's probably going to wind up being the bulk reliever for the Giants here today. That's a guy who has a very pedestrian fastball. He's a guy that has been hit very hard by lefties throughout his career. So what's he done? He's become a 62% slider pitcher. And last year's results weren't ideal from an ERA standpoint. The Giants did have one of the worst defenses in baseball. But that's a guy who, you know, has really changed his pitch usage and has become a much more effective pitcher as a result. So there are a lot of guys that do that out there, and I do try to you know, kind of look at those guys and, and try to see you know, if these things are going to wind up being you know, good matchups for them given a certain game that they're pitching in. But look, I think a lot of times people just kind of look at these pitchers and say, ah, you know what, that guy's just not any good. Well, first of all, he's a professional no matter what, so at least there's some kind of upside, some kind of talent there. But typically those guys just have to make changes. They just have to make adjustments. They have to adapt to, you know, the changing landscape of Major League Baseball. You know, I mean, it used to be if you threw 95, that was upper echelon top 5% velocity. Now it's maybe top 40% velocity, top 30%, something like that. So that's the thing. A lot of these guys have to kind of change what they're doing, sort of change the way that they're attacking hitters. Jose Barrios, another prime example on today's card, Look, his fastball is just not very good. What's he doing this year? He's throwing more curveballs. And the ERA doesn't look good. And the hard hit percentage is still pretty high. But his home run avoidance has been much better. So this is something I take a look at a lot on a day-to-day -day basis in Major League Baseball with these pitchers is to look and see, are they throwing their worst pitches less often and throwing stuff that generates more swing and miss, more weak contact? more often because a lot of times fastballs are just bad pitches. You know, a lot of guys feel like they have to throw the fastball to set up their other pitches and, and this and that. But the reality of it is that, you know, a lot of times a guy's fastball is his worst pitch. The fastball gets hit the hardest of anything that he throws. 
So if you're throwing fewer of those, I tend to like that profile. I tend to like a guy who's throwing fewer fastballs because you know, the chances of getting swing and miss with sliders and curveballs and changeups and splitters and sweepers and all these other things that are out there, it's just simply much harder or much higher, excuse me. So look, don't just assume things about numbers. And one other thing I wanted to mention is it's important to look at game logs. And I've talked about this in the article. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast here so far, but a lot of people are just going to look at a guy's overall numbers. You know, he's got a seven ERA and a six FIP, something like that. And they're going to go, oh, that guy's, now he's not pitching well. I'm going to, you know, take player props against him or, you know, put the other team in a money line parlay, something like that. Game logs are important because there are a lot of guys out there that have one really bad start so far this season, but have maybe three good starts or two really good starts and one start that was kind of average. You know, over the course of making 30 plus starts, some will be bad, some will be good, some will be in the middle. But if you have those bad ones early on in the year, that will skew your ERA, skew your FIP, skew your metrics for a pretty long period of time. So look at game logs when you're handicapping pitchers and also look for pitchers that have made, you know, some pretty obvious changes, especially with pitch usage. You don't have to dig as deep as I do and look at, you know, if they've increased spin rates or changed their release points or stuff like that, but it can at least give you an idea to go in there and say, you know, Griffin Canning, I think is a prime example. And this will be the last one I do. And then we'll get into today's card a little bit deeper, but for Griffin Canning, his fastball is bad. It's not a good fastball. It never has been at the MLB level. Health has been an issue for him, but fastball command has also been an issue. So what are they doing this season? Well, he's throwing a lot fewer fastballs, a lot more sliders, a lot more changeups, a lot more swings and misses, and a lot more chases outside the zone. It hasn't translated into strikeouts yet, but I think that it will. So that's a guy that all of a sudden goes from being you know, a dude with a career 467 ERA, a 467 FIP, he goes from being a guy that I generally wouldn't pay too much attention to, to possibly being a guy that I want to bet on as the season goes along. Because these pitch usage changes matter a ton. If you're throwing your less pitch or your worst pitch less often, that's a good thing. You know, and we've seen a lot of pitching coaches, a lot of organizations try to do this where you know, look, we know arm health and, and you know, a pitcher's prime and stuff like that is is a pretty limited window. And teams are sort of getting to the point where they're like, you know what? I'm only worried about how this guy does for us. I don't necessarily have this big overarching responsibility to make sure he has a 15 or a 20 year career. So, hey, we want you to throw 40 percent sliders. And in the past, pitchers might have been like, absolutely not. Like, think of what that's going to do to my arm. But now I think guys are kind of more accepting of that stuff. And furthermore, you can back it up with data. You know, you're not just saying, well, you know, look at how your slider does. You're saying, look at how your slider does with this metric in this count against this kind of hitter against this handedness, stuff like that. And pitchers really have no choice, but to kind of fall in line because the better the numbers you put up, the more you get paid. So the game is definitely changing in terms of pitch usage quite a bit. Fastball percentage is, you know, consistently going down. That's one of the reasons why strikeout rate is going up. But look for those with individual pitchers, because I think those could be really good betting angles, if not in the short term, certainly in the medium and the long term. Coming up on v Daily Baseball Bets, a look at the Tuesday, April 25th card. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, we're back here on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. Again, if you get the chance, rate, review, subscribe, five-star ratings. Definitely very much appreciated here on the program. So I kind of talked a little bit about some of these games and some of these starting pitchers already here um, on this Tuesday card. But let's look at a few other ones here. Uh, one that really stood out to me, a pretty significant line move here, Dodgers and Pirates with some money coming in on Johan Oviedo and the Pirates, which... You know, I, I really never thought we would see this kind of day where the Pirates are such a small dog against the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the Pirates have won seven in a row. A lot of positive vibes. They just gave Brian Reynolds an eight-year extension, and he's worth a lot more than what he was paid. So I give him credit for taking a hometown discount here and being a guy that the team can build around, kind of a la Jose Ramirez for Cleveland. But Oviedo, you know, in his first start, not particularly good against the Red Sox. Gave up five runs in four and two-thirds, but since then... He's only given up two runs in 19 and two thirds, 21 strikeouts against four walks. He's actually been quite solid, not giving up barrels, not a whole lot of hard hit contact. Maybe the Pirates have just figured something out here. And he is one of those guys that didn't really have great numbers with the Cardinals, but now he goes over to the Pirates, different team, different philosophy, different usages, stuff like that. And he's been much, much more effective here. Uh, but Noah Syndergaard on the other side for the Dodgers, he's actually pitched pretty well. Three of his four starts, pretty solid. He's given up six runs in three starts and six runs in one start. So that's a guy where overall he's been better than he's been worse, but you get the just kind of generic overall numbers and maybe it doesn't look quite as good because that bad outing is skewing the data a little bit. I will say this, nothing against the Pirates. I'm happy for them. It's been a long and arduous road being a Pirates fan. Bob Nutting does not spend money. 
at least up until today. But I am looking for the other shoe to drop with this team. They are really outperforming their talent level at this point in time. They're running a 331 batting average on balls in play with men in scoring position and a 357 weighted on base average. I don't think that continues. I'm looking for some spots to fade the Pirates. Maybe today would have been one of them, uh, but I am looking for some spots to go against this team a little bit. Padres and Cubs, Blake Snell, Justin Steele in this one. I talked yesterday on the show about BABIP and left on base percentage. Those were the two sabermetric stats from the podcast, batting average on balls in play and left on base percentage. And the thing that kept me from taking the Cubs in this game is that Justin Steele has a 200 BABIP, remember league average about 293, and an 89.1% left on base percentage, league average in that 72% range. 144 ERA, 318 expected ERA, 352 FIP. There's a lot to like about Justin Steele, and he's going to probably have an above-average BABIP all season long. The Cubs are a pretty decent defensive team. He stays away from the barrel, induces a lot of weak contact, 25.8% hard hit percentage here on the season, but he's not going to run a 200 batting average on balls in play. Probably nobody is, especially in the, in the post-shift world. So. Regression is coming for him. Whether it happens today or not, I don't really know. But that those are things I kind of look at big picture of. I like Justin Steele a lot, but I kind of need a bit of a correction in his numbers. And whether that's one really bad start or a string of three or four rough outings, it's probably coming for him. Blake Snell, still don't love the command profile, but at the same time, his spin rates did go back up in his last start. And I will follow start-to-start spin rates, release point, velocity, stuff like that. Because if guys are hurt or their mechanics are out of whack, they're good pitchers to fade. Snell's curveball spin rate did come back up in his last start. Pitched pretty well. I was against him. Did come away with the win in that game. But he pitched pretty well in that one. So a little bit of an easing of my concerns with Blake Snell. But I'm still watching closely as he's a guy that I think we can look to go against a little bit here. As this season goes along, uh, I mentioned, you know, the uh, the Angels and the A's, specifically Griffin Canning and the change to his usage. Uh, the A's sending out Mason Miller, who was pretty good over four and a third. Uh, last week, we had the Cubs run line, ironically enough, with Justin Steele in that one. They won that game 12 to two, but they did a lot of the damage off of the A's bullpen in that one. Let's see how Mason Miller does in his second start. Now they've got some film and some tendencies on him. Always interesting to see how guys do in those scenarios. A couple of interleague games I want to touch on here. Uh, I was all ready to bet Logan Gilbert and the Mariners against Bailey Falter and the Phillies, but they're pushing Gilbert back a day. He'll pitch tomorrow now, so we'll see how that matchup lines up for him. Uh, but Marco Gonzalez getting the call here instead. It was a pretty interesting handicap because I was kind of taking a bit of a chance on the Mariners, so they've not been good against lefties this year. 26.2% strikeout rate. 246 batting average on balls in play. But Bailey Falter is a guy that doesn't miss a lot of bats, doesn't run up a high strikeout rate. Kind of expected that to you know improve a little bit for the Mariners with this matchup. Maybe it will now. Still, they're still facing Falter, but I couldn't back Marco Gonzalez here. He's just not a guy that I'm a big fan of. Don't like him on the road. Um, a guy that, you know, he went on the paternity list early on this season right before his scheduled third start. So he wound up going 11 days between games, pitched well against the Brewers in that outing, but we'll see what he does here against the Phillies in this one. But I just wanted to mention Logan Gilbert, 
Again, he added a splitter this year. Uh, he's inducing a lot more ground balls, really high strikeout rate, good swing and miss rate. I like that adjustment for him because when he was on the road, he's a fly ball guy, could give up some home runs, but the splitter probably going to take that chance away a little bit there for him. Tigers and Brewers is another interesting game, and I'm kind of pissed off because I took the over in this one yesterday, very rough 0-3 day for the podcast and the article, but I took the over in the Tigers and Brewers game, and we got the runs early. I believe the first five over cash. The full game, of course, didn't, but the Tigers are a team that, you know, they're making decent contact when they make contact, and against Colin Ray, they made some pretty good contact early on in that game. Wish they would have scored more than four runs. But here they take on Eric Lauer, and Eric Lauer has been a guy talked about in baseball circles quite a bit this season because he's got a really big velocity decrease. He's dropped about 3% on his fastball velocity. Average exit velocity, 92.2 miles per hour. Hard hit percentage, 45.5%. 262 BABIP, 81.8% left on base percentage. Selfishly, I'm hoping he shuts down the Tigers here. The Tigers are the worst offense in baseball against lefties, but I want to fade the hell out of Eric Lauer coming up. Some unsustainable peripherals, a lot of hard contact. The velocity is not coming back. Eric Lauer is a guy that I want to fade very soon here. And one other one I'll leave you with, and then I'll get into today's three plays. Martin Perez is another guy that I'm getting very close to fading here. 338 ERA, 453 expected ERA, 496 FIP. He has an 87.6% left on base percentage with a 344 BABIP against. So here's a guy in Perez allowing a lot of base runners, but he's been stranding a very high rate of them. I thought about going against him today with the Reds, but I cannot back Luke Weaver in this start for Cincinnati. I'm not a Luke Weaver guy. The over was a consideration, but the weather's not great in Cincinnati, a little bit cool. Uh, so, you know, Great American Ballpark won't play the same. But Martin Perez is a guy that I think we can start looking to go against. Now, he's scheduled to pitch on Sunday against the Yankees at home against Nestor Cortez. I don't do an article or a podcast on Sunday, but if that lines up and the Yankees are maybe minus 130 or lower, something like that, I will be on New York as a fade of Martin Perez in that game. All right, so let's get to the three plays that I do have here for today. We start out on the left coast, the Cardinals and the Giants. Jake Woodford, John Brebbia, the opener here for the Giants in this one. Jake Junis will follow the Giants, pushing back Sean Manaya. Wasn't good in his last start, but the left-handed Manaya gets slaughtered by righties, and the Cardinals really slaughter left-handed pitching. That's just something that they do. So we'll see Brebbia and then Junis in all likelihood in this one for the Giants. I'm also fading Jake Woodford. 13 runs allowed on 27 hits and 19 and a third. He has an 82.7% left on base percentage and still has a 605 ERA. Lots of hard contact allowed, a 60.3% hard hit rate, barrel percentage of 13.2%. Lefties are hitting him hard. Righties are hitting him hard. Uh, Jock Peterson is back for the Giants. Mitch Hanniger is back for the Giants as well. Uh, I, I had to take the Giants here in this one. Minus 115 was the price for the first five over at DraftKings, but you can find minus 110 if you shop around out there in the marketplace. Second one that I liked here for today is uh, the Yankees. Nestor Cortez on the bump against Joe Ryan for the Twins. This is just a case where Joe Ryan is racking up the strikeouts, but 
he's not really doing well to avoid hard contact. 22nd percentile in average exit velocity, ninth percentile in hard hit rate, whereas Nestor Cortez is 60th percentile in average exit velocity, 70th percentile in hard hit percentage. Cortez is a guy that stays off the barrel, induces a lot of weak contact. Ryan is a guy who's racking up the strikeouts, but when guys are making contact, they are hitting the ball hard against him. And you've got a very low scoring environment here with a total of six and a half. In that instance, give me the team that's going to make the harder contact. That's going to be the New York Yankees here. I do like them. You can find plus 115. That's a much better number than the plus 105 that's over at DraftKings. But I like Cortez in this matchup. The Twins have had their issues against lefties. Part of that is because they've had a bunch of injuries, including Carlos Correa, Jorge Polanco, some of their better hitters against Southpaws. But Cortez is a well above average Southpaw here. And one other thing for Joe Ryan, in his pre- in his first three starts, average launch angle was between 21.9 and 24.8 degrees. You get a lot of pop-ups. You get a lot of lazy fly ball contact when you've got high-degree launch angles. In his last start, 9.6 degrees. So maybe he lost it a little bit mechanically. He got hit a little bit harder in that start by the Red Sox. So I'm trying to capitalize on that with the Yankees here at plus 105. Lastly, on the board, the Royals and the Diamondbacks, Brady Singer and Ryan Nelson in this one. Diamondbacks, $1.45 favorite, total of 10 in this game. But the first five over five is the play in this one, minus 120 over at DraftKings. Shop around, see if you can find a little bit better. But Brady Singer, so the league average hard hit percentage is 39%. Brady Singer's hard hit percentage against this year is 67.6%. So Brady Singer is running, and it's not almost double, but it's kind of in that range. The highest, one of the highest hard hit percentages I've ever seen through a four-start sample against the Blue Jays, Giants, Braves, and Rangers. Also, Singer has three starts in single digits by swinging strike rate. So his velocity is down. His command is awful. And now he faces a very aggressive Diamondbacks lineup that doesn't swing and miss. And Singer's not generating swing and misses, swings and misses anyway. So I think that Singer will continue to struggle against this Diamondbacks offense. But also, you know, I talked, I think it was on last week's show, about the relationship between BABIP, batting average on balls in play, and hard hit percentage. So how about this? The Kansas City Royals are fourth in Major League Baseball in hard hit percentage. They are fourth in percentage of batted balls hit at least 95 miles per hour. However, they are 29th in batting average and 27th in batting average on balls in play. So they've gotten very unlucky with their hard hit contact. They face a guy in Ryan Nelson today that does not generate much swing and miss. He's a pitch to contact type of guy. I think the Royals have a good chance offensively in this game, and certainly everyone has a good chance offensively against Brady Singer right now. So the first five, over five, between the Royals and the Diamondbacks to go with Yankees, plus 105, and then the Giants, minus 115 for the first five. Those are DraftKings numbers. Shop around. You probably will find something better. Of another edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets coming your way on Wednesday. But rate, review, subscribe, listen, share, check out the article. We greatly appreciate all of it with the show, with the article, with all of our content here at vcin.com. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. I'll be back again tomorrow with a new edition of VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.